0: Hello my friends, young and old, little and big, heroes and heroines, and welcome to this very special episode of Finnerin's Week for kids. The stories here told stand at the very heart of our culture, a culture to whose ancient rhythm and musical pulse each and every one of our souls is tuned. These stories vibrate in our bones, course through our veins, and resonate all around. The following story, about which I'm very excited to tell you, features a reckless, arrogant, willful, boastful boy whose high-placed father promised him too much. It's the story of a son whose reach exceeded his grasp, and of a father whose promise, once made, couldn't be undone. The boy of whom I speak is none other than Phaethon, a headstrong young man whose stubbornness and unwillingness to listen to his father changed the earth forever, creating dry deserts and icy icebergs barren tundras and steamy tropics, by which many people's lives and livelihoods were threatened, and for which, thanks to Zeus, he suffered a ruinous fall. Of course, Phaethon's father wasn't completely blameless, but we'll have more to say about that in good time. First, you should know that Phaethon was the son of the sun. He was the sun's son. Wait a second. Aren't those words the same? Indeed, sun, s-u-n, and sun, s-o-n, sound exactly alike. But their meanings are very different. The sun is that big, bright, glorious star way up in the sky. Can you point to it from where you are right now? Is it directly overhead? Concealed by clouds? Climbing over the trees or falling beyond the horizon? Wherever he's perched, that is the sun, S-U-N. A sun, S-O-N, is very different. It's pronounced just the same way as the star in the sky, but it means a male child, born of human parents. These two words are homophones. It's like the word telephone. Homophones sound exactly alike, but are usually spelled differently and always mean different things. Right, back to our story. Phaethon's father, the Sun God, was also known as Helios. But it wasn't always clear to Phaethon that Helios truly was his father. Sadly, they didn't have a very close daddy relationship. Daddy. daddy wasn't there to change my underwear. It seems he doesn't care. Daddy wasn't there. So had some daddy issues. Indeed, Helios hardly acknowledged the boy and certainly never sent him chocolate or money or gifts on his birthday. This led many of Phaethon's friends at school to doubt his supposedly divine parentage. They doubted that Helios, the sun god, was in fact his father. In his defense of which the absentee father stands in need helios was a very busy god his job required him constantly to shine light on earth first in the east where he rose and then in the west without which all life on the planet would quickly perish and so due to the demands of his father's job Phaethon was mostly raised by his mother, Clymene. She herself was a semi-divine, single mother. Uh, One day, after being mocked by another boy at school, Phaethon ran home to his mother, around whose neck he threw his arms while he fought back tears. "'If I'm sprung from heavenly stock,' he cried, "'give me sure proof. "'I must know who I am and who my father is. "'I beg you, mother, confirm my claim to heaven. "'Give me some token that my parentage is true.'" In response to which his mother, Clymene, turned and faced the sun, toward which she directed the following words. By this great glorious radiance, this beaming blaze that hears and sees us now, I swear, dear child, that he, the sun on whom you gaze, the sun who governs all the globe, he, he is your father. Go to him and ask him yourself. Phaethon was overjoyed. His mother confirmed that which, until now, he'd only vaguely suspected. With her blessing, he gathered a few snacks, packed up his bag, and set out on the path of heaven to meet his father, the sun. The path, a long and winding staircase up which he excitedly climbed, led him to the east, to India to be exact. There, suspended high above that diverse and wonderful country, The palace of the sun rose aloft on soaring columns made of flashing gold and flaming bronze. No palace was more majestically built than that in which the sun reposed. At last, Phaethon reached the court of the palace, at the head of which crowned in radiance and dressed in purple mighty helios sat the sun sat on a throne of gleaming emeralds around which his attendants, day month year and century hustled to and fro they were his assistants upon entering the palace was immediately dazzled was by the light. Ret up like a deuce, and know the roamer in the night. Blinded by the light. Ret up like a deuce, and know the roamer in the night. Blinded by the light. Ret up like a deuce, and know the runner in the night. By the light. He squinted and shielded his eyes could barely look at his father. Sensing his discomfort, Helios removed his bright crown, out of which dazzling beams issued, and gave his son a big hug. To dispel all doubt, he said to the boy, ask what you will that I may satisfy your heart's desire. Let me prove to you that I'm your father by granting you any wish. Any wish? Phaethon had but one wish in mind, about which he thought every step along his steep journey, to ride his father's chariot. Have you ever noticed that the sun moves across the sky during the course of the day? It starts low, reaches its height at noon, before plunging over the horizon at night. How does it do that? Without his chariot, driven by a team of horses, The sun would remain all day long in one spot. It's the chariot by which the sun is drawn and moved. But the chariot, propelled by soaring steeds, is very difficult to control. So difficult, in fact, that not even Zeus. Mightiest of all gods would dare attempt it. And certainly Phaethon would be unable to drive it. Can you imagine driving your parent's car? <laughs> driving the sun's chariot would be a thousand times harder to steer. Helios, needless to say, didn't expect his son to make this request. Grief and remorse flooded his soul. He wished he could retract his promise to take it back. But, once made, a promise cannot be undone. This alone, he cried out to Phaethon, I would indeed deny you. But since I promised you any wish, and so, at most, I shall try to dissuade you. Dangerous is your choice. You seek a privilege that ill befits your growing years, and strength so boyish still. Mortal your lot, not mortal your desire. This, to which even the gods may not aspire. In ignorance, you claim. No one, not even Zeus, Can take his stand above my chariot's flaming axle-tree, save I. Still, Phaethon was resolute. His desire was unchanged. Helios continued. Steep is the way at first, Up which my steeds can scarcely climb. In mid-sky, the altitude is greatest, and the sight of land and sea below has often struck in my own heart an agony of fear. The final part drops sheer, like a roller coaster without end. The water below waits to swallow me up if I veer even a little bit off course. Phaethon only thrilled the more at the prospect to which his father responded with a final desperate plea. Oh, my son, change your mind while time yet remains. If you don't, your choice, my gift, will surely be your doom. I'll give you anything else you'd like, ice cream, Nintendo Switch, Pokemon cards, a trampoline. All of Target will be yours. You can have control over my entire Amazon account, but please, please choose not my chariot. Leave that to me. Helios's plea was in vain. Phaethon's mind was set. He would drive his father's chariot no matter the ominous fate about which he was warned. Just then, the reddening dawn threw wide her crimson doors. The moon took flight and, with it, her train of shining stars. It was time for the chariot to fly and the sun to rise. The steeds, of which there were four... Were yoked. They'd just finished their delicious meal of ambrosia, food of the gods, and were eager to begin their morning flight. Helios then smeared on Phaethon's face a protective balm, a sunscreen to prevent burning, and set the flashing sunbeams on his head. At last... The time had come for Phaethon's first and final flight. Just as he was about to take off, his father offered him one last piece of advice. Don't whip the horses, but rein them hard. On them, keep a firm grip. In your course, press not too low, nor strain too high, too high you'll burn heaven's palaces, too low you'll burn the earth. The safest course lies in between, neither too high nor too low, but in between. In that direction success you'll find. But Phaethon wasn't listening. He was too eager to begin his flight about, which, once back on Earth, he could brag to all his friends. And so, off he went. Giddy up! But no sooner had he taken off, and Phaethon began to lose control. The chariot was like a ship at sea, swaying on the storm-tossed waves for lack of weight. The horses, in alarm, ran wild, straight off the road to which, when properly reined, they always kept. This is not good, Phaethan said to himself. He was helpless and lost. He could neither use the reins nor find the road. For the first time, he regretted having ignored his father's advice. He wished he'd chosen a Nintendo Switch but it was too late for that. The chariot was completely out of control, and Phaethon could do nothing but hold on for dear life. The horses climbed to the highest heaven, singeing the bellies of the clouds before plunging in breakneck speed down to the earth. There, so close to the earth, Phaethon accidentally burned cities and turned nations to ashes. He turned entire villages to rubble. He set mountains and forests ablaze and caused the skin tone of human beings to change. Have you ever stood too close to the fireplace or the stove? Well, all the world felt just like that. Earth was almost entirely consumed by flames when Zeus, awakened by the rising heat, stepped out of his home atop Olympus. He looked down and saw the conflagration, or the great fire, below. He noticed its source, Phaethon, whose driverless chariot was singeing the land as it zoomed across the sky. In a flash, he grabbed a thunderbolt, steadied his aim, and hurled the heavenly missile at Phaethon. Zeus, from whom no power is withheld, is very accurate and never misses his target. With a clap, he struck Phaethon, who promptly fell out of the chariot and all the way down into the river Eridanos. Some beautiful nymphs, magical maidens of forests and rivers, recovered his body. They buried it in a tomb overlooked by an epitaph, inscribed with the following words. Here Phaethon lies, his father's charioteer. Great was his fall. Yet greatly did he dare. He certainly did dare, for which, ultimately, he died. And on that somber note, thank you so much for joining me on this wonderful adventure today. Like I said, the story of Phaethon is one of my favorites. I hope, after hearing this episode, it's one of yours as well. The purpose of this channel is to entertain and enlighten the whole family, young and old, child and parent alike. With your support, we can achieve that end we can rebuild an intelligent, curious, and lovable society. One in which we're all eager to grow up. Please, subscribe to this channel, leave a five star rating, and most importantly, share it with your friends. Share it with your Facebook groups, your Instagram and Twitter followers, or your fellow parents at synagogue, church, the gym, or school. Let's raise, together, a generation of geniuses. Let's not forsake our myths and heroes, the great men and women by whom our extraordinary culture is built. Visit my sister podcasts, Finnerin's Wake and Numa, for more adult material. And with that, farewell from Finnerin's Wake, for kids.